welcome, 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 one and all, to the Gaming Podcast Live, uh, our new live podcast. And we'll be here every two weeks to talk about gaming stories, news, and gossip with special guests. Don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine. Uh, visit us online at gamingmag.com. You can also join the conversation. Head to our Discord at gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. But I can't do this alone. So each week I'm joined by the amazing Mia. Welcome, Mia. Hello, hello. It me. It Mia. It, it, it's it's the, the one and only. Nobody the, I'd rather be me. than <laughs> a, a thousand other people. No. Hi. How are you doing today? You doing good? You doing I'm good? good. I'm good. It's a mm-hmm. Sunday, you know. Mm-hmm. Chilling, tea, <sighs> quite relaxed. Bridge, yeah, exactly. I'm drinking a nice uh, Rebus. Yep. Was it Rubios? I think it's Rebus. Rebus. Sure. Anyway, second, second one. Yes, pumped, pumped again. Yes, we survived gonna, the first one. We did survive the first one. It, it went better than expected. But exactly. uh, this is the Empire Strikes Back to our Star Wars: A New Hope. Oh, it's going to be even better then. It's going to be case. fantastic. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but as usual, we can't do that alone uh, because. This week we have our super special guest, With the me. Nicotine. Hello, everyone. Welcome. It's me, Nicotine. Hey, Nicotine. <laughs> it is you. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful Nicotine, who I, uh, is a very good friend of, and I love dearly. She's so great. She's, she's fantastic. I love you, too. <laughs> it's just uh, so whole love fest in here, isn't it nice? <laughs> How are you? How's things? I'm so good. I um had a really late night last night, so I've been I've been waking up very slowly this morning. I ate like an entire bowl of mac and cheese for breakfast. I'm feeling nice. so good right now. That's yeah. that's excellent. That's the most that's American great. way to start the day. Hell yeah! Kind <laughs> <laughs> of roast my mac and cheese over an open fire. <laughs> Wait, is, do people do? No, no, that's eat not it a thing. No, it's not a thing. No, you gotta eat it out of your mac and cheese bag like a like a like a chef's uh, icing pipe, <laughs> like a hobo. It's difficult to keep the I mac guess. and cheese on the spit when it goes round over the fire. That's the problem. It is. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a technique, yeah. ancient American yeah. tradition, passed down, from... passed down through the generations. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and not shared with the old colonial overlords. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting involved in this mac and cheese story. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really don't like mac and cheese. Like I, I've I've tried it a bunch of times. Not a fan. Can't say I'm a fan. Unfortunately, I don't blame you. <laughs> I I always like to have mac and cheese, but there's the occasional one that gets really disappointing, where it's predominantly white sauce and no cheese, and it's yeah. just yeah. like if you're gonna the have saddest. a cheese sauce, it's got to be cheesy. Make it cheese. The saddest. Incredibly, incredibly cheesy. The saddest type. The saddest mm-hmm. type. Um, saddest type. Yeah, enough food chat. Uh, we are here to talk about games. So, uh, are we? we? Kick- I thought we were well, talking apparently... about artisan mac and cheese this week. Well, we can do if you want. I mean, it's. I, mean, I I'm not well versed in it, but to all the games players and all the gaming fans around the world, we're now going to talk about food. Um, mm. Now let's get on track. So, we always kick off our podcast uh, talking about the games we're playing at the moment. Um, I have just picked up again Animal Crossing ready for the fall and winter updates mm. um they suckered me back in with cutesy pictures of uh, my characters pushing snowballs and stuff around so yeah i did my... see the trailer i did look hella cute and i kind yeah, of i'm yeah. as soon as it starts snowing in the game i'm well uh, back in there that is going to draw me <laughs> back in it's we're like, not at that see. point yet 
we're at four leaves that point? point at the moment uh, um, i kind of want to see that but uh, i'm not too bothered about it i missed like everything since what june 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 i think since the wedding event mm. i just stopped so yeah, it'd be nice to jump back into that yeah it's fascinating that the sort of the whole animal hype uh, animal crossing hype that started back in april time that was massive and everyone was doing it and playing it and everything else and then it all just sort of like petered out by summer which is a real shame because i think they were getting on so well with it but i think that mm. they they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit with bunny day um like they do you remember do you remember the harrowing impact that bunny Don't day had on all our the horrifying the horrifying monstrosity oh. of the the, the oh. terrifying pennywise bunny that was just hopping <laughs> around Mm-hmm. Dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. Oh. I still have nightmares. <laughs> I remember. The, the, no, I oh. I, well, they, I, they, they're like stacked up two different events at the same time. It was a terrible idea. Like it was it, like the Sakura cherry blossom event. Yeah. Plus yeah. eggs yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it was God. dumb. People were still trying to get their shit in order on their island. And they mm-hmm. needed to collect certain things. And so you're going around shaking trees. And every time you just wanted to get a coin or you just wanted to get some wood. And a fucking egg just kept dropping out. And it was just like, oh, come on. Just give me give me this one moment of not having an egg. Anyway. Um, so, no, I, I sort of, I I actually deleted my island. I got my island you so did far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my big reveal. So in, mm. in, in the sort of summer when I wanted to get back into it, I kind of thought, well, I need to freshen my life back up again. So I thought, I'm going to delete my island and I'm going to start again from scratch. And I'm sort of doing that now. So, okay, nice. yes, I know Sunny Moon is going? heresy. We're just going to have to deal with that. It's just how I roll. Um, I have to I've sort of fall. too many cute villagers on my island to... Oh, you see, I'm really actually quite glad that I deleted everyone. my island. Because, yeah... Because my first my, my first load of villagers were all bastards. So the second one, they're much nicer. So they're much nicer. I just I just want an island populated by cat boys. Just 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 the cat boy, just mm-hmm. in, the, in the costume, you know, in the in the French maid outfit. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want just a whole island of just the cat boy. Yeah, I've already kind of got into it. <laughs> Yep, get get hunting for those villages again. I think like the the random element of that game and like having to spend so much time trying to get villages that you actually want, and then having it like pacing out what you can do per day, and then stopping you from progressing unless you decide to time travel. I think that's always what like held me back from. I think that's why I just like kind of fell off it because once I started time traveling, I thought, what's the point? I can pick this back up at any time now. Like it's it's really not like drawing me into it and then other games happened and uh now mm. here we are so exactly um yeah. yeah you're right i think that the first time around that i played it it was a perfect antithesis to the pandemic sort of kicking off was that sort of like beautifully calming sort of i'm just gonna sit and breathe and, and who needs to rush we're in lockdown we don't need to worry about that mm-hmm. and then i think it, it started to grind at that point and i think once yeah once we all sort of accepted the fact that time travel was a thing uh that sort of that sort of freshened it all back up again um so yeah that's my sort of i am looking forward to when it starts snowing we're in we're in loose leaf season at the moment so there's just leaves flapping around everywhere um mm. but uh but there's cute autumn and or fall i should say from our american people um our cute autumny fall uh fashions and stuff at the moment so they uh, had turkey fall day. down <laughs> i know they had uh and, the, and they look autumnal too didn't they turkey day i think they called it it is oh, yeah, it's, turkey day yeah 
Yeah. It's a weird scenario when you have to yeah. work in all these different uh, events from all over the world and like you just you just pretend there's something else for a bit. It's not it's not about what Thanksgiving is about. It's a, it's called Turkey Day where it's just, you know, <laughs> where a turkey know comes what, to your house and leaves eggs for you and you're, <laughs> <laughs> while you're sleeping. A turkey comes down the chimney and lands on the fire and that's how it gets roasted or I don't know. Yeah, that's um, right. That's right. Th- They've this also is a got a very dark turn on Animal Crossing. Okay, <laughs> it leaves well. bags of mac and cheese for you for the Americans. <laughs> um, is, that, is that the only thing that you've been playing this week, Animal Crossing? Well, I'm not done talking about it. Um, there's oh, you're toy not? on Christmas Eve, 24th of December, my birthday. Um, they <gasps> have just just dropped that into casually into conversation. Um, they have Toy Day, which is obviously the replacement for Christmas, and it's interesting that they choose to do that on the 24th of December rather than on the 25th of December. Um, because in some cultures, uh, particularly Europe, some European cultures, mm. they actually do they give they do their present giving on Christmas Eve. So it's interesting they've true. kind of found their kind of like middle of the ground kind of mark of of where to sort of plant the sort of Christmas celebration. Um, mm. So yeah, and plus that's... it's COVID right now, so none of us are keeping track of days. So just yeah. like <laughs> at, at the end time? of December, <laughs> the end of December, we'll do a Christmas thing and be fine. <laughs> No one will notice. Yeah, it'll be fine. Slap it on any day you want. No one will notice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So that's, I'm, you see, what I'm doing actually is I'm stalling because I don't want to talk about the next game that I'm playing uh, or I have been playing because there's a very embarrassing story attached to it. Well, what, well, what, what is the next, the, the other game that you've been okay. playing? Okay. What, what are you trying to avoid? I mean, the sounds so, kind of sucks. Well, trying to avoid well done. Um, it's Candy yes. Crush, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> We're actually writing about Candy Crush tomorrow in the magazine. <laughs> There's a different story there. Whatever. We, 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 it's okay to read. like Candy Crush. Okay. It is. It's okay. It's you, okay. Can, you can read that at your leisure. Um, the, uh, okay, so I was playing Among Us. And uh, confession number one, that was the first time I played Among Us. was mm. last week. Um, How did that go for uh, you? Yes. Well, so first game, Out the, out the Traps first game playing among us uh i got slapped with a role of imposter and really nobody nobody on my sort of little group that we were playing with with those those there's about four of us and then we were joined by six uh members of the public uh yeah i am sus um (laughs) the um what was i saying yes so uh yeah so out the gate i was playing imposter and Nobody explained to me like what I had to do and just running around and this whole sort of thing about you having to sort of sabotage stuff. Anyway, I get into the game. I go straight up to someone. uh, I see the big button that comes up that says kill. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And hit kill uh, with about six people still just stood around (laughs) me. because We've only just started. Um, So so (laughs) they all just drop dead. No, no, it, it actually gets better. So they all drop. So he drops dead, or they drop dead. Uh, we go into the chat scenario that I'm now sort of like confronted with. It's like, no, what, what, what am I doing now? It's like, well, you have to defend yourself, and, and sort of like, and I'm like, okay. And so I just put in, he tripped. I thought that <laughs> I thought that was how you defended yourself. I thought it was like, no, he had an accident. It wasn't me. He just fell over. He he was he was shaving or something and had a, a nasty accident and, and whatever. <laughs> he I, tripped. <laughs> So, yeah, 
that's my experience and that's my embarrassing story of Among Us play. <laughs> Did it work? Um, Did it work? No, what no, we really no, wanted. No, oh, obviously not, no. <laughs> I mean, it sounds I, like a perfect. I was booted reasonable. straight out the airlock on my first <laughs> within literally oh, 30 no. seconds of starting to play my first game. Oh. Trial um, by fire. That's well, sad. quite. So, that's more of so, a, a, a cruel story than than a, than a funny story. Like, it's not very nice that you, you never explained the game to you before you actually started and just threw you in. Head I think first they're relying the on the kind of one in ten chance of me not being the imposter, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. sort of thinking, "Oh, we'll pick it up." Um, but of course, when I when it came up saying that you're the imposter, I can't then say to my friends who I'm playing with, "Hey, what does being just just out of curiosity, what if if I was maybe the imposter? Can you give, <laughs> can you give me some hints? I'm not the imposter, but could you give me some hints just in case I am the imposter?" Uh, I know if I am the imposter. (laughs) I just just had to go with it. And then it said kid on the screen, and I thought that was a good idea at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey. I I, I did something very similar the first time, um, basically, uh, using vents, getting like imposter in my first go around, and then using vents, not realizing that the uh, survivors couldn't use the vents. So I was just jumping in and out of vents like crazy and not even trying to hide the fact that I was doing it. Got through straight out, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't ideal. But again, nobody told me either, so it's 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 not all bad. I love Among Us though. It's, it's so good. Genius. Mm-hmm. It's genius. It puts me in mind, and I can't remember which someone on the chat might be able to say, but um I there was a board game that I played a while back, um, of a similar kind of ilk where there was you were a team of people. I felt like it was on a starship as well. Uh, oh, and one of you was kind of a mole or an imposter or something hmm. uh, and you had to sort of go around semi-sabotaging uh, you couldn't kill fellow players but you could sort of hamper them by taking points off of them and um, and if there was interactions and I think if someone interacted with you you lost more points or gain points or did something I don't know That's yeah. um, there's a bunch of games yeah. like that there's uh, oh, totally like just these social interaction games where you have to try and suss each other out. It's actually like a lot of fun. I never managed to play any of the board games, but I, I love those types of games. There's like mm. Secret Hitler. Uh, there's one about werewolves. Yeah, I think, werewolf. Well. Is that what yeah. it's called? It's called yep. werewolf. It's called werewolf. It's <laughs> quite the apt name there that I completely forgot. Among us, Among us made me go back and watch The Thing. You know, the oh, 80s, really? the 80s mm. Carpenter movie. Because it's like heavily based on it. Yeah. Like the aesthetic mm-hmm. and everything. is, mm. And it's one of my favorite movies. So I like I legit went back and watched The Thing for tips on how to be a good imposter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No blood tests in Among Us, though. Although I suppose the med scan is, is about, yeah. about the same as a, as a blood test. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to like some of the new updates that are coming out for it. Though I think there is—I don't know if it's already been implemented—but there's supposed to be like proximity-based uh, voice Ooh. coming as well, which would be really Ooh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be dope. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if it's in yet or if it's a mod. That's a that's a mod. Okay, so that's a mod. It's not necessarily <laughs> an update coming, but I will mod the game and play it that way. I really want to do that. Actually, that sounds like a really cool idea. Let's do that. Let's do that. Anything yeah. that makes it so I don't have to keep like muting and unmuting and deafening myself in Discord. Yeah, and, that would be great. I'm done with it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the only downside to it is like you've got these these unsaid rules on top of everything else, and you have to like put hotkeys and shortcuts and all kinds of stuff just to get a game working and mm-hmm. it takes so long to get a group of 10 people together to actually play it as well it's so difficult to to get like content creators like in the same 
in the same place for an like hour for any cats. period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, to be fair, the, the reason that um, I started playing it, or we were having a little test session, was there is a group uh, in the UK called Out Making Games, uh, which is an industry representation group of queer video game uh, industry professionals um, that I helped co-found. And uh, we've got our Christmas, our, what was meant to be our physical, but is actually our virtual Christmas event uh, coming up, taking place in our Discord. Um and we're doing sort of like loads of stuff throughout the day, uh, like quiz and, and whatever else. And, and and one of them is a is an Among Us tournament. So we were just trying to work oh, out the logistics of having. Yeah, how like, do you we, do an Among Us tournament? How does that well, work? I, I think tournament in that in that sense is probably the wrong word, but um, Among Us sesh uh, yeah. or something okay. just to sort of um, Among Us battle royale, the card yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Winner stays on. I'm not sure how that works either. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so there's going to be. I'm hoping we've got like a group of fifty odd people. So I'm hoping that the the ten, the ten in each game will, will be people from our world. Um, mm. But yeah, we we were just working out all the logistics and stuff of how to people can chat but not chat and be quiet and silent and not spoil it or spoil it or do whatever in the Discord. So we're just figuring out that at the moment. Uh, Mia, enough of that. So what have you been playing? Um, I've been, I've been, I've been on the, uh, on the Genshin kick still Genshin impact. I've been like, that's, that's taken over my life. There's, there's more stuff to do. There's events out for at the moment where there's falling meteorites and it's all the same thing over and over. You got to log in daily and just do your dailies and it's still fun. It's still fun. It's just that there's not a lot to do in the game. Now it's getting to the point where I just log in, do my dailies and then switch to a different game. So but, Leo, what you're saying like is like Animal Crossing it. basically. Like Animal Crossing, beat, yeah. Beat Genshin Impact. Well, I, I haven't beaten it, but like there's, they're releasing the story in chunks. So until the next update comes, there's not a lot I can do in the game except for just like play with members of the community, which is fun enough, you know, like running around and like searching for things. And they've added a lot of uh, new quality of life improvements from the 1.1 update that came out. There's been new characters. There's these new events. There's reputation systems in town. So there's a lot more to do. It's just that you can get through all that in a day quite easily um so my time has mostly now been taken up by hades instead which is fantastic yep. i don't know if have you played hades oh yeah it's it's like it's multi-award winning already mm. we've barely got into award season um yeah. that's really yeah. sort of like flew out the woodwork didn't it hades yeah it's so good it's uh it's a roguelike um yeah. action like dungeon sprawler it's actually really really cool uh you play as the son of hades whose name eludes me unfortunately but it's just literally about you trying to ascend the different levels of hades and get out to mount olympus so it's like zagreus that's his name thank you, you chat um <laughs> and it's just you getting gifts from all these different greek gods and they change the way that your weapons work you can use like a sword or like a a shield that does the whole captain america flying and hitting multiple people thing uh the art style is beautiful it's absolutely amazing it's so great and uh i it's it's just kind of like taken taking me over because you the the thing about roguelikes is that they just grab me in a certain way it's like okay the first time you're not going to get very far, but it's that continuous upgrading your abilities and getting a little bit further each time. And uh, it gets a little bit more difficult each time, uh, which makes me just like, I don't know. It's like, it's like crack to me. I just love it. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Did you? Um, Sorry. Sorry. Go. Yeah. I was going to say, did you complete the game yet? Because I've only defeated like two bosses so far. 
I have a sort of games collection that I sort of never complete any games. Um, I, I like to sort of think of it as a sort of place, like a pick and mix. I'll just sort of wander through every day, just pick mm-hmm. up a different game, carry on, do, do, do it for a bit, like bored, and that goes over the shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll get back to it at some point. Um, that's that's my sort of life of... of, of... Unfortunately, you... it come, it, when it comes to the territory of sort of being a games reviewer, um, you never actually get to sort of fully enjoy a game because you've got 20 That's others to get true. on You've yeah. got 20 o- others to get on with. But what I love about Hades is it's hella gay as well. Yes, yes, it's so gay. Oh, those characters, they're all beautiful and I want a relationship with every single one of them, especially um, Dusa too. Dusa is is my fave. Dusa is best girl. She's so <laughs> cute. So, so I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't played it, but it's well worth playing. It's um, she's a, She's a Gorgon. And she's the maid uh, in the lo- in the place where you start off, where uh, Hades is, and where you hang out with all your your friendos and stuff. Um, well, everybody really hates each other down there, but so she's made Dusa, and that's uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and and she's adorable. Uh, there's like the character design in that game, so wonderful too. All these different like Greek gods and goddesses like being detailed so well, and yeah, they're all hot and. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just want to exist in that world. If it wasn't like a, a torment hellscape, yeah, that would be, that would be pretty, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's not all about me though. Nicotine, where you been playing this week? So this week, I've actually been. Um, so I don't have like a ton of time off of stream to like hang out and play games. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is, um, is killing two birds with one stone. Because what I, I, what I really miss you know with all the covid stuff going on is going out and like hang like going out to like like parties and clubs mm-hmm. and stuff but i can't do that so instead i have this wireless vr headset i have like the wireless mm-hmm. vr htc vibe that has like the wireless dongle on it and then i have like a full body capture rig and uh like like these you know like all the vr like setup for it and so what i what i figured out what i figured out is that is that i can go into vr chat right i can go into vr chat with my full body capture rig and I can go to a club in VR chat. And and but wait, it gets better. Everybody in VR chat has like the basic dance emotes that they can just make their avatar do without having to move. But because mm-hmm. I have the live rig, it's like really obvious that I'm actually moving. I'm terrible at dancing. But for this brief period of time, I am like a god <laughs> in the in the clubs in VR chat because I'm the one like the only one with like a full body capture rig. And even though I'm terrible at dancing, everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. So like for like this very brief period of human history, I, I, I can be a good dancer in VR chat. You become the dancing queen. That's amazing. That's right. I mm-hmm. am the dancing queen. <laughs> Bend the knee. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been power tripping in VR. It's been cool. Nice. I've always wanted to like pick up uh, VR for exactly that kind of thing, like do the whole VR chat thing. But there's so many different ones, and like I'm not sure where to start or what to pick up. Like you say, you had the Vive. Yeah, I have the HTC Vive mm-hmm. Pro, and there's a wireless dongle you can buy that like attaches to your head and like a battery pack. So it only lasts for like two and a half hours on a single battery, but that's okay mm-hmm. because it's enough time for you to get into the club and be and be. <laughs> be like a super dancing dance star. Right away. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's you're, great. I think you're right, Mia. That the 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 sort of the barrier to entry that's always held me back a little bit from VR is all the sort of the different headsets and whatever else, and the fact that most of them still have to hardwire into something. 
that whole sort of like being tethered to something still it, it always okay. gets to that point of like you feel you, you feel disconnected again because you're not getting that full experience um mm. i was with uh, a friend of mine who's got the playstation um vr psvr um and that unit i don't know he, i don't know whether he had a slightly older one or something but when he's like oh yeah just try this on i was like oh my god and it's like right now now just do this and i'm like I, i'm trying to concentrate on not, my spine not being compacted at the <laughs> moment but wait are they super heavy i guess they'd have to be if you were putting like a monitor on your face the, like the i've PS, never tried any the one that he put on my head seriously he wasn't i was probably exaggerating a smidge but it, it was it wasn't it wasn't light like you knew it was on Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you're tethered with a sort of wire to the, the main PlayStation box and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you're just, you're just then sort of like, you know, you're doing something and it, you don't have that sort of full fantasy sort of thing. So I think some of the headsets have like weights. They're like distributed weight and like on the back of your head so that it, <laughs> it doesn't like it doesn't pull your face down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like okay, the has like distributed weight. I know the Valve Index does too. Like I've worn a Valve Index before. You can barely feel it on your face. It's really, really yeah. nice. And when, before I got cool. the wireless thing, I had like a you know, those like retractable, they, you know, like for, for like ID cards, you see people like swipe yep. their ID cards with like a retract. I had like those on my ceiling and I would just hold the cord up on those retractable things so that you couldn't yeah. feel like the cord if you wanted to spin around. Oh, that's a really yeah. good idea. That's not a bad idea Very at all. Clever. Yeah. Clever. I've seen that the, um, there's, you know, there's the Oculus Rift and like the Quest and stuff, but I know that they were bought out by Facebook and yeah. you have to have a Facebook account now in order to use any of those systems which seems like the worst idea imaginable Mm -hmm. like i can't wait until they decide to start pushing ads through it or something because that (laughs) seems like a facebook thing to do you get like uh, all conspiracy theories start showing up on your (laughs) your vr headset or all of your game history is like automatically pushed to your facebook public profile so your grandma can tell when you're playing those kind of vr games (laughs) Mm, i just want to play my anime waifu games in peace thank you (laughs) <laughs> Robin's in the sex dungeon again. Shut up, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> sex oh, dungeon dragon fantasies now on Facebook. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Robin. Facebook art. says you've locked, you, you've clocked like five hundred hours of this game. It's, like, it's, got, it's, got, it's got really good graphics. It's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think we'll eventually get to the uh, the VR future, as told by uh, Ernest Klein's Ready Player One? I think we're slowly inching our way there. I've I've seen a few uh, commercially available VR haptic vests mm. that look pretty promising. Yeah, mm-hmm. like actual and the 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 part that's really interesting about the vest haptic VR stuff is that people are creating these really interesting vests. Like Be Haptic is one of companies to me, and there's like these really interesting like vests you can wear. They're lowering the price because all it is is just just vibration units that you'd find in like a controller, right? They're not expensive. Yeah. But the the real like barrier for all of this technology is getting devs on board with some kind of universal like um some kind of universal way to program it because yeah uh, right now there's like only a handful of games that like support it but the ones that do support it are really really cool they're like really mm. really cool uh vr chat is one of them that supports uh, that particular model there's like a few other like uh shooter games that do but from what i've heard about it the sensation of like having someone reach out and actually physically touch you in vr right. is like absolutely mind-blowing so mm. well, it I does seem we, like sorry go ahead on. no it does seem like video games are generally moving in that direction as well you have the uh the i don't know if it's haptic feed it's not haptic feedback now in the new playstation 5 controllers but it's like the the what, yeah uh, what are they it's, called it's, um, the resistive triggers the resistive yeah. triggers and oh, stuff. But, so, 
Yeah, I was, that's literally what I was about to say. Like, I feel mm. like it's inching closer to, yeah. in our, in our technology. Yeah, it seems like we're, we're eventually going to get there. Give it another 10 years, maybe. Yeah, you know, well, like I, I think I think I'd hope it'd be faster than that because um, you're right. The PlayStation Five controller, which was which is what I was going to talk about anyway, was the fact that they have haptic feedback built into the controller. So mm-hmm. when you when there's not many games that are developed for it at the moment, but when you get your PlayStation Five, you get um, oh, my brain's gone dead. Something Astro's Playroom, which yeah. is a shit game, but it literally was made as kind of like a demo of how amazing the mm-hmm. controller is, basically, mm-hmm. and. It literally sometimes, if you're walking through a puddle, it, it has such a finite kind of like, in, like a real delicate kind of vibration now built into the controller that it actually does feel like you're walking through that. And then, yeah, you've got the resistance triggers as well that are sort of like you really, if you're going to like shoot an arrow or something, it becomes really difficult to pull and then it just fires at the last minute and that sort of thing. It's like it's genius. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I do think we're inching closer. And, and you're right, Nicotine, that there are now we're getting into that phase i think where oculus particularly uh although yes the facebook thing's a bit shit um where they're now developing their systems that are now completely embedded on the helmet there's no you don't have to tether to a computer or anything it is literally yeah. um yeah. So i think we're getting closer um i just think we need to sort of sharpen up maybe exactly what you want to do with that because for me it's like like i said I, I played a few vr games and it's like this is really cool and i'm bored in about 10 minutes and that's that sort of it's, it's a novelty it's a real novelty the, the thing moment. about the thing about vr chat if i may is that the 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 thing is people will build these really elaborate worlds for vr chat right because part half of the game was playing with your avatar but the other mm. half of the game is visiting these like user creator built worlds and they can install like kind of rules and they can create like games. And so it started with like just escape rooms and like, you know, interesting, you know, kind of like kind of like a like an interactive like museum type content. But now there's like legit games. There's a VR chat minesweeper that's like a legit minefield. There's <laughs> oh, and when you really? fail, you fall through. It's amazing. Oh, and there's God. there's another one that's like among us, but in VR chat. Mm-hmm. It's that. incredible, like the level of detail you can start mm. to see, like cropping up in games like VR Chat, where, where it's where it's really giving like the creators a lot of freedom to 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 really like build, you know, something that, that you wouldn't really find in any other kind of experience. And it mm. is an experience. I think once there's a um a reliable wireless headset that yeah. that isn't tied to uh, Facebook. Or any other major huge corporation that wants to steal your data, allegedly. Um, no, pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, then I will be right in there. But until then, it's I'm just just hesitant right now. It's like there's nothing, there's no like massive draw for me. But, I think yeah. you might have a long wait on that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Although, it's either, it's either going to be Facebook or Google or Sony or Microsoft or, <laughs> or mm-hmm. insert massive conglomerate here, sort of thing. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I'll wait for Nintendo to make one first. It'll <laughs> just be made out of cardboard, like the Lego kids. So. <laughs> mm. um, the Golden Joysticks uh, took place last week, um, and I thought it'd be a little bit of fun for us just to have a quick squiz through uh, some of the winners and the headline makers and whatever else. Uh, obviously, the big takeaway is that The Last of Us 2 uh, swept up, I think, five, six maybe awards um they got mm. best storytelling uh visual design audio playstation game of the year and ultimate game of the year um that's not a massive surprise is it no i can't really think of many other games that have come out this year that would have not would have really been up for it honestly mm. like i mean i'm surprised that like certain games were disqualified like 
Among Us didn't actually like get anything. I know that came out several years ago, but in terms of the games that have like been super super big this year, you'd think that like Among Us or I don't think Animal Crossing's on here either. But like the games are like in the cultural zeitgeist. Would have, uh, yeah, would have like um, yeah. Oh, there is yeah, Nintendo game. Yeah, year, of course, N- Nintendo, Nintendo game of the year is Animal Crossing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's quite, but, that's quite sort of that's quite a, a low down kind of award really for Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. what a, what a targeted award like <laughs> best animal themed crossing game of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> best simulation yeah. game set on an island. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a so it's a it's always a little bit disappointing. Like certain games that 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 are super big that that seem to get snubbed and get pushed into these like smaller awards like i know they got uh the breakthrough award i think inner sloth did as a dev for doing mm. among us but in terms of like among us so far would have been like one of my games of the year did final Fantasy 7 get anything actually because like i'm surprised that that didn't get uh they didn't anything nope, nope. that's Absolutely crazy to me nope. yeah final that's Fantasy definitely remake nothing Nothing, not another one. That's that's actually nope. insane to me. That's that's literally like my game of the year, and uh, maybe I'm not upset about it or anything. I'm just just a little bit confused as why it didn't even get a look in. That's weird. What I one thing I am really glad about though is uh, best new streamer went to uh, I am Brandon, who is a wonderful, wonderful content creator. Absolutely. Which a bit of a weird choice, best new streamer as yeah. well, because he's been around a while. But I'm glad that he's he's getting uh, recognition. At least I'm, I'm just glad I am Brandon got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so happy for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hugely deserved. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Definitely. Well I was deserved. so excited when I when it popped up on my feed. I was like, oh my god, that's so good. Yay, yay. Awesome. But yeah, it's it's nice to actually see uh someone who is in the LGBT community and a person of color getting recognized for the stuff that they're doing too. That's fantastic. Yep. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't really think that, that was a that would that would be a thing considering the uh, the industry at the moment. But um yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, Sorry, I'm I'm nursing this cough and it's really annoying me. That's okay. Um, uh, we mentioned Hades earlier. Um, mm-hmm. They obviously won uh, the best indie game and they're also Critics' Choice, which is nice. Uh, and I think that sort of plays into what you were saying, Mir, about it's not only come from the indie world and it's always really good to see indie games uh, get recognition on this sort of stage. Um, mm-hmm. But also to get Critics' Choice as well, I thought was really important for them. Um, yeah. it's sometimes with indie games they don't have the the oomph behind them to sort of get into some of these bigger lists uh that sort of been trying to sort of crack that triple a nut um mm. but to get the sort of critics choice support i thought was really important from them as well uh from again from what i've played on it it's definitely well deserved and it, it did seem to like take take over uh my twitch follow feed for a while when it actually got released proper was it released uh like a soft release on epic store before like did it have an exclusivity on there I so i could have sworn so. it came out earlier this year and then came out again unless yeah. i'm completely wrong about that but that's what it seemed like anyway um but yeah it like completely took over my follow list and like i'm kind of sad that i waited so long to play it because it is absolutely fantastic and deserves yep. the actual rewards that it's getting uh i know that full guys got the best family game which is interesting because it's it's a single player game I, yeah, that's, but but to be honest, well, with you, multi- what, online what multiplayer. Game, but what what game is coming out now that is a family game? I, I know, what, one of, oh, well, true. One one of my but but I, but even then, you can't play the same. You can't play multiple people on the same uh, console. So one no. of my biggest pet mm. peeves is the is the sort of the 
the what seems to be now the kind of dying art of of a couch co-op the oh, idea yeah. that people oh, might yeah. actually meet up together in person obviously not at the moment global pandemic but mm. in a normal kind of world uh the idea that you'd have your friends around and actually play a game on the same couch with the same system um mm -hmm. it's why i adore borderlands so much my partner and i play that constantly mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's one of the last bastions of of co-op overcooked overcooked oh. too yes Have that's you true played overcooked yes. i've never played overcooked oh my god mia let's play overcooked too it's so much fun <laughs> okay it's so much fun it's incredible cool. What what do you do in Overcooked it's, it's Two? Literally, just you play like a tiny little chibi character who's stuck, it's trapped in a kitchen, and you have to create food for for unseen masses, and you get like the barest minimum pictographic instructions on how to do it, and you have to you have to like communicate with your friend who's also stuck as a little chibi in a kitchen, tasked with creating huge amounts of food. And uh, it's just an incredible game. It's absolutely that, super fun. That sounds like a nightmare, and I would love to play that. That sounds Very amazing. Cool. Mm -hmm. cool. Similarly, um, Surgeon Simulator 2 came out this year as well. Oh, which yeah. Is the, they had, the they hand, added multiple physics, that, physics game with hands and stuff. Surgeon um, Simulator? Oh, I love Surgeon yeah. Simulator. Yeah, so number two came out. Although suddenly you think that might not be co-op again, might not be co-op in person. So scratch that off the list immediately. But no, mm. the... the, the 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 sort of it really gripes and it's one my one my one sort of gripe in life is that we don't have enough couch in person sort of games to play. That's why I love Nintendo for that yes. sort of thing. They seem to be yeah. like the last bastion of of uh, couch co op with like all the yeah. games they put out, except for Animal Crossing, of course. But um, for most of their other games, you know, your Smash Brothers, your Mario Karts, all that yeah. sort of of goodness there that the nintendo is, is pretty much the go-to did you hear about them actually going so far as to force um people in a smash brothers tournament to go to the uh, same yeah. same place did you hear about that I did. at all I saw it on the, yeah, did yeah. You know? uh so basically what, what happened was there was going to be this tournament that was being held i can't remember who was holding it but they'd held it like every single year but they wanted to mod Melee. They were using a mod of Melee so that the competitors could play online against each other because, obviously, COVID. And Nintendo was like, no, we're not having that. Piracy. It's a pirated version of the game. We won't do piracy. We're shutting it all down. <laughs> they didn't say either you meet up in person or you don't play at all, but that's pretty much the only option that's pretty much given in the middle of a pandemic. So Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. 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 Yeah, <laughs> you, meant, you meant to be the good guys. I, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to like content creation and, and tournaments and all that kind of thing, Nintendo is a little bit weird in that area, unfortunately. Yeah, a little bit sus. A little <laughs> bit sus. That's it. Among Us should have gotten best family game. I tell you what, I played it with my family. They loved it. That's the best family game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And that actually is possibly quite true and, and quite a bit and quite able because although it's on multiple devices you can sit on the same couch and play it on your phone or your true, tablet yeah. and stuff so, yeah you can cross play on your phone yeah. and, and on pc yeah. that's yeah honestly the more i think about it the, the more apt it is like i could sit yeah. down with anybody and, and play it the trick and it's free um, and it's free what more do you mm -hmm. want mm -hmm. um and what was i found the other bit i found really interesting was that they had they give an award for most wanted game um, which actually went to God of War Ragnarok, uh, not Cyberpunk. Very which odd. Was interesting. Um, this, this does seem a little bit uh, Sony. Yeah. Sony bias. Uh, just <clears throat> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff on here which are, looks like they're again Last of Us and God of War. Yeah. 
And you were saying that it was, uh, you were surprised that Cyberpunk didn't get it? Yes. Um, like all all signs should be pointing towards Cyberpunk as being the mm-hmm. most wanted game. And it's interesting that that's not the case. I suspect that the delay to cyber the last minute delay to cyberpunk probably pushed this into a territory where they weren't expecting it to be most wanted probably yeah they probably like wouldn't have been, it should have been out by time. now yeah it should have been out when the awards were going on so that wouldn't so they maybe might have they sort would, of they, they it, it might have probably won some stuff as well but yeah possibly maybe. but mm. there we go that's that's, that's their, unfortunate that's their decision that's i don't count I, I i have I thoughts think- on cyberpunk but do, do awards Whatever. really matter at the end of the day? I mean, like I've I've, well, I've the heard gaming about... awards are going to matter. <laughs> awards only matter when I'm being awarded. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I, exactly. I, I, I'm in the position where I don't really care about video game re- rewards. Like I'm gonna, I don't trust these lists to tell me what's good and what's bad. Best gaming hardware: Nvidia GeForce RTX 3080. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like again, if you trust these lists, it's I I don't know I don't know. It's just because. It it just doesn't seem a lot of it. A lot of it feels like, and again, I have no necessary evidence for this, but a lot of it feels like there are certain committees. It's being decided by the same groups of people every single year instead of you know like opening up and being possibly more more diverse. Was this uh, voted? User voted or was this? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's fully public voted. Jesus Christ! Um, All right, yeah. Um, so that, I, that sort of tells you roughly where everyone is in the world mm-hmm. at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. And a really quick sort of shout out just to finish this topic off. Obviously, we have got uh, coming up in February the Gaming Awards, uh, Gaming Magazines Awards that we're doing. Uh, the first ever LGBTQ Video Game Awards. Um, those awards matter. Those awards matter. <laughs> those Nomi- awards that, that's, matter. that's an award you want to be nominated for. Uh, you can mm-hmm. go and check out more on that at gamingawards.com. G-A-Y-M-I-N-G awards.com. Uh, they've got nine categories, loads of fun things, uh, loads of things. And we've got nominees being announced. We've got nominees being announced, Mia, on Sunday, the 20th of December, live on this podcast. Yes, live on this podcast. There is a special maybe. broadcast from us happening on that day where we will be Hell revealing yeah. the official nominees for all of those categories, mm, which is pretty exciting. Cool. Uh, including best LGBT, uh, sorry, LGBTQ streamer of the year. Um, Yay! Which I'm reliably informed has some pretty familiar faces on. Uh, Wonderful. So that's going to be something exciting to look forward to as well. Um, awesome. Real quick topic from me, just really quickly. Uh, I'm going to see how this works. I've never done this before. Hold on a sec. This it worked. This graph came across my table uh, the other day, and this is going to be more interesting than it honestly starts off me talking about. Trust me. Um, this is a new zoo uh, graph that was taken, uh, a survey they did of UK and US gamers. Um, and it's specifically asking about how many, how much players want publishers to take a stance on societal issues. So how much do players want diverse to see diversity in their games? And I honestly thought this was going to be really shit and really low. And it's that whole thing about we don't want to see diversity, keep politics out of our games. But actually, it's it's nearly half, nearly half of all gamers, according to this survey, mm-hmm. want to, to see devs take a stance on societal issues. Yeah. which I find absolutely brilliant. And I just wanted to sort of really just dip in real quick and just sort of say, like, this is absolutely amazing. And I think it's for what we do at gaming, for what everyone who does amazing work in the industry, uh, keep doing it. It's obviously wanted. Like, sometimes we sit here kind of bashing our head against the wall going, do we really, so- are, are we making a difference? Is the 
uh, is what we're doing actually really uh, mattering or do people really not give a shit about it? Um, yeah, it's I was, almost I was... as if societal issues are like important to people. I know. want to see them represented yeah. in entertainment. Yeah. Can you, crazy. Can, you, can you imagine such a thing? Well, I think the, the, the problem is, is that like the, the, the people who scream about not wanting politics in video games, the ones screaming the loudest constantly, you know, that contingent of like toxic individuals in gaming that, it talks about it pushes back against any anything any kind of like anything progressive they will constantly push push back and that's given the idea that gamers in general are just these and and i use the uh, the term gamers in quotes because it's yeah. given this idea that gamers are are like horrible people uh the, the purveying idea that like most are, are racist and and homophobic and transphobic and all the phobics, basically, but um, no, it's it's actually it's it's not that many. Like in 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 the communities that I've been in, you know, most 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 people, most gamers, most of the communities that I've been in who would self-identify themselves as people who play video games and gamers in general, are these kind of people that would push for uh, more progressive progressiveness and diversity in the industry in general. Uh, whereas, unfortunately, these these toxic individuals have their 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 leaders and they just will brigade people and brigade companies anytime that uh that there is any kind of like push for inclusiveness or diversity or we're talking about anything progressive uh which is which is really unfortunate it's very unfortunate um in that in that situation especially when when devs are and devs and publishers are pretty much doing the same thing and kind of siding with them like ubisoft saying mm. none of our games are political where clearly <laughs> everything that they've been putting out is like yeah. that strong, like like societal issue ties. Yeah. And the last, um, what was it? What is it? What was it called? That game? Um, oh, Watch Dogs Two. Watch the, Dogs Two. Thank the you. The game yeah. that was literally built around a political uprising in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's Watch Dogs Three, isn't it? It's Legion. Yeah, it's the third one. Yeah, two, three. It's the third one. Okay. It's, Watch, it's, the, it's just called Watch Dogs Legion. They had lodged, the, okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Watch Dogs, whatever. But yeah, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, that's literally about like a fascist regime coming into the UK, creating like false flag operations in order yeah. to like take over yeah. the country yeah. or at least London. I'm not sure how far that reaches. I haven't played it. And then oh, the, Ubisoft, it's, 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 still it's saying, called Albion now or something because it's Albion. like it's, it's literally post Brexit, post extra trump and a bit of side of this and, and it's just ugh, whatever it's mm. to, to no. say that that's not some kind of you know commentary uh on on societal issues is is absolute insanity and, and i do really believe that like devs and publishers should be taking a stand and uh, like uh and and just being vocal uh and not being scared of like losing sales because of politics you know like everything is pretty much political like and a lot of people see games as an escape but at the same time most fantastic games tell stories and have uh cultural you know they they they, i've forgotten the word i said a moment ago you know it's also important to remember that that a lot of people's very existence is considered Mm -hmm. political right exactly yeah or trans or both Mm -hmm. Like your existence as a human being is thrust into the political, uh, you know, spectrum, and and you don't really have the the luxury of of being able to just be not political, you know. So I, I feel like a large section of humanity, like just 
is political by default. Like they don't have mm-hmm. a choice in the matter. Yeah. Oh, it's important to I, I, know I, I think games are art um, and they're an art form and art is political. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we do in the entertainment world is, is forming an opinion on something, is producing an opinion about something. Mm. And to have an opinion, you have to have a stance. And yeah. you can say it's political or not political, and you can use the big P word or not, but it's still an opinion is, a, by definition, political. Um, mm-hmm. You decide to sit on one side of that or the other. And I think for me, it's just like the whole sort of thing that I think I've been enjoying a lot this year, I think particularly with the arrival of Tell Me Why, which was obviously mm. a great game featuring a trans protagonist. And it's the fact that you had to play. You have to play that character. You have to play them as trans and you have to have those engagements as a trans person Hmm. and i think for me that's really important because i think the too many games of late that have um gay options or same-sex options are optional therefore you don't have to play them that way therefore it just gets tucked away and you can just ignore it but it's there if you want it but I, Hmm. i think we need more games that tell positive queer and trans stories that aren't avoidable that aren't skippable, mm. that aren't op- able to opt out of, because I think that's how people learn. Yeah. I think, tell me why it was a great way of, of teaching people, uh, I'm not going to say about the trans experience, but at least presenting people with some of the challenges in life mm-hmm. uh, that people are presented and, and, and how to sort of address that and how to live through that. Interesting. I think, like as just really quickly, like as a trans person, the biggest barrier that I find to uh, forming like a connection with another human being is just really just the fact that they have never met a trans person before, mm-hmm. or feel like they they think they've never met a trans person yeah. before, and they have like this preconceived idea of what that means. And so, mm-hmm. uh, like the biggest barrier to actually having like a connection with another person, even on Twitch, especially on Twitch, mm-hmm. is is really just that that you know most people have never feel like they've never met a trans person before. Yeah, so yeah. seeing it in a game in a positive way and not just yeah. in the very yeah. average like cis people torture mm-hmm. way is great. Mm-hmm. I do Absolutely. believe that that we can do well games developers and publishers going to do a lot more to normalize those kinds of stories and those kinds of characters in video games whether it be again just people of color or LGBTQ stories and characters and you know to the point where it doesn't have to be something that gets lauded over every single time something happens in like games media like soldier turns out to be gay from overwatch you know it doesn't have to be a new story and it doesn't have to happen about a year and a half after the game comes out (laughs) yeah exactly it can literally just be included and it's not a big deal that's what i wish for i wish for uh, a time when this all this stuff gets normalized and we don't have to hear about uh (laughs) you know mr youtube guy 74862 sending an army of horrible people to go and brigade developers and publishers for it and then them bending the knee uh, to, the, mm-hmm. to, to their demands and then backpedaling on the stuff that they have included. It's, um, it's, it's disappointing, to say the least, that, that we're not at a stage where things are normalized now. And I think the problem is there is that they seem to have this preconceived notion that um, the people... The, 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 there, there's a sm- that, that we are a small minority of people when it's about a 50% split that actually wants to see this kind of stuff and that they believe that we are some kind of group that is coming in and wants to take something away from them to change the games that yeah. they already play in order to, again, like destroy their experiences when that's not it. People just want to be represented and, and essentially have a seat at the table rather than, you know, just, you know, being forgotten about or or worst case scenario attacked 
when they do decide to uh, band together. And um, yeah, that's that's the sad thing. And, and that realization just doesn't seem to to be at them because it starts to come down to, I guess, political lines and, and where you draw your line and, and just seeing the other side as the enemy and tribalism and all that other stuff, uh, which again is is disappointing and it's unfortunate. And that's why it would be really be nice if developers and publishers would take that step to just normalize things, just to do more, considering that there there is a massive contingent of people, again, almost 50%, not so much in the UK, but we're getting there, um, that actually want to see these stories and these characters and, and just more diversity in video games in general. That, would be, that would be great. <laughs> and they can't use the whole thing about, oh, it's about money, it's about the bottom line, because... Mm the history making massive multi uh, million dollar making game the last of us 2 that's won multiple awards now um it obviously features uh, a trans uh, sorry a, a queer lead character uh, and trans characters in there as well and i think that mm-hmm. whole sort of like that takes out some of that sting of like oh but it's not it's not economical it doesn't make us money blah blah blah, blah. And the like, interesting well, thing about that wrong. situation as well is that there was a pushback against that Right. There was a pushback against that on, on social media and stuff. You saw all the same, you know, the familiar names coming out and speaking yeah. out against it. But the game still sold, you know, the game still yeah. sold very well. It just won game of the year, you know, so yeah. it's it's and this is no this is not going to be the last point. game of the year award it will get either. Like no. there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot more, uh, if not nominate, definitely nominations, obviously, hopefully wins. Um, you haven't yeah. seen The Last of Us, too. <laughs> I haven't seen the last of the last of us. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, in in general, like those those games that that tell those stories, they they make me so so happy just just to have them. Like um, it's why I'm always so happy to take part in the um, the Summer of Arcade. I believe it's, it's not Summer of Arcade. That's that's an old Xbox thing. Summer of Pride, Summer of Pride. Uh, events that Midboss runs every single year. Yeah. Summer of Arcade. I'm going way back now. But yeah, the uh, the Summer of Pride events, because that introduced me to so many uh, cool games that are either made by um, uh, queer creators or or just feature those stories. That was Definitely. so much fun just to, just to play a game like One Night Hot Springs, which is literally just about a trans person uh, just yeah. needing to go to like a, a vacation and go into some hot springs and, and how you navigate that, that uh that scenario that that it means a lot to see those games and i think it means a lot to to queer people in general uh just to see themselves represented in games and it would be nice if that was again just just normalized at this point absolutely absolutely Mm. well said Mia. yeah right so um I guess uh, I guess we can move on to uh, a really really cool thing that we're about to do, and that's uh, interviewing the wonderful wonderful nicotine I'm here. Nicotine. You are nicotine. <laughs> Hello, that's you. That there is you. you. <laughs> and you're here on on the show. Yay! That's not the only show you've been on recently, though. I saw that you were involved in GlitchCon. That's right. I was on. That's really right. really cool. Yeah. How was, was what was that experience like compared was, to like a typical stream? Like, tell it was me amazing. About that. It was amazing. Um, so I Twitch sent me a a, a controller, which should have been my first clue that I was going to be terrible at what was to follow, <laughs> and and uh, I I got to control a, a Boston Dynamics spot. Have you guys ever seen the the I've memes and them. the gifts and all no. the the little dog, the dog Robo robot, dog. Mm-hmm. um, which 
was incredible. Like the 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 rehearsals for it were like I got to I got to drive the little dog around, look at the humans fall over, have the humans pick me up and do a little like run around the warehouse. And mm-hmm. um they built this really elaborate set for it. And um and it was so like, it was like a, this weird like maze thing, wasn't it? Yeah, with like all these yeah, lights, it was like a big crazy. maze. All the computers in there too with monitors and stuff. Like Yeah. It was like this elaborate maze that they had built with all these neon lights and everything. It was really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh unfortunately on the day of the event, um, because it was uh just such a like a a engineering marvel that it worked at all. It was um it was a little there was like plagued by technical issues on the day of, which Mm -hmm. was disappointing. But uh the rehearsals were amazing and um just getting to control the little robot dog was super fun. (laughs) So I had a great time. Sounds really cute. Yeah. Um, going back to the start of everything, um, how and why did you get started on Twitch? Um, so when I uh, first started streaming on Twitch, it was a long time. It was like 2017, 2017, I think. And um, Overwatch had just come out. And um, I remember being like enthralled by esports for the very first time. Uh, I'd known about esports and I I'd, I'd, I'd dabbled my like watching it a little bit. But I didn't really get really into it until Overwatch had just dropped, and uh, and I was a huge Seagull fan. <laughs> I loved watching Seagull, and um, and I, I I thought to myself, hmm, I could do this. I wonder if there are other trans people on Twitch. And so I, I, I thus started my hunt on Twitch to find other people like me. And um, uh, if you follow me at all, you know that like I'm a big proponent of uh, of uh, of, a, of a of a trans method of discoverability, whether or not it's a tag mm-hmm. or what, mm-hmm. but. Um, but back in those days, back in those days, <laughs> in my we had a, we had communities. It was basically user generated tags, mm-hmm. and um, and we could uh, we could just there was just already several trans communities that we could stream to, so it was easy to find. And I found a bunch of like really really cool trans streamers like Mia, like uh, just like several other really really cool streamers. So I started doing that. I did a little bit of Overwatch, and uh, and I think my goal at, at first was um. My goal at first was mm. just to play video games and have fun, but I I started playing it, and then I realized that there was kind of a vacuum for um for trans communities online, and so I I, I founded uh, Transmission Gaming uh, as a group to find other trans people to play Overwatch with at first, uh, and it actually it exploded, and now there's thousands of people uh, involved, and it's it's run by a very wonderful group of of moderators and admins who I can't thank enough. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a huge group now, and uh, there's events and. It's a great place if you're trans and you want to meet other people who are trans uh, and play video games with. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. hit up transmission game. A lot of fun. I know for a fact that you didn't play Overwatch forever, though, because uh, you became heavily entrenched in the RP community <laughs> on Twitch. Now I, um, I realized very quickly I'm very bad at Overwatch, so <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to be the next seal. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think yeah, not many of us will be. But yeah, uh, for those in the the chat or listening that don't necessarily know what RP is, how how does that work for them? How does that work? And uh, yeah, how does that work? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So um, if you've never seen like, it, so imagine just picture for yourself like a like D and D kind of sort of like people sitting around a table and and doing like role playing, you know, or LARPing. Mm-hmm. People LARPing, but it's mm-hmm. not LARPing. It's it's um it's people who've taken a game, in this case Grand Theft Auto, in a case and probably the most ubiquitous case is Grand Theft Auto. Although there's lots of other games you can do this with, and they've they've basically just reinvented Grand Theft Auto as like this very elaborate digital puppet show 
Or now there's like custom servers that you can go to where you can create a character from scratch. You can get, uh, in this particular server, it's Twitch RP is the server that I like to play on. Uh, you can get a job. There's people who take it very seriously. Like you can get uh, like a delivery job or a taxi job. Mm-hmm. And basically you go into the server, you start a career or a, a, a character or crime, you know, criminal character or whatever. And, uh, and you, you, you know, there's a whole in-game economy. There's in-game stores. There's, um, you know, there's uh, pl- people who play cops. Um, there's people who play criminals. There's people who play politicians and um, you're a Instagram influencers. Right now, I have, aren't you? I have yeah. several characters right now, and one of them is a psychiatrist. And I didn't realize how much, how in depth it was going to be. It turns out there's actually a lot of paperwork involved, and I have to like I had to take a, a test that that proved I know what HIPAA, like the HIPAA <laughs> laws, are. I, I played a cop character. I have a cop character I play sometimes, and I had to like take a test, like a law test. I had to like pass a bar exam. <laughs> oh geez. Cool. I mean that's talk about yeah. transferable skills. So but but the, the big the big thing about it though is that is that in this universe, this like totally separate Grand Theft Auto universe that this particular server has created, it's so divested from real life universe that like that um I mean, it's it's functionally it's like it's like watching a cartoon, right? It's like a cartoon basically, and so mm-hmm. you end up with characters who are like very, uh, just very interesting and like situations that are so bizarre and surreal. It's 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 got the trappings of like a real life world within this computerized cartoon world, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to watch. So mm-hmm. uh, it's very whimsical. Yeah, it's whimsical. I um I do a lot on my personal stream. To make it appear more cinematic, like this, the situation appear more cinematic. I had a character who was a private investigator for a while, but I did like the whole like 1940s noir kind of black and white with like red detail everywhere, and I made it. I actually had uh, I had her first case cut into a movie, so there's like an hour long film now that I'm going to debut uh, Monday uh, for this character with a uh, you know who like solved a murder as like a private investigator, like a 1940s private investigator character. <laughs> Casey Von Solver. <laughs> what was the so much fun? What was the sort of gateway into all that? What was your kind of um, like, what got you into that? What was I got bullied of... into it? Okay, cool. <laughs> really? Yeah, I got I bullied into about it. it. Yeah, I got bullied into role play. Um, my friend Katie, who's a wonderful streamer, um, who's a, a a fantastic role player, um, told me that uh, that I'd be really good at role playing. I was like, mm, I don't know, and she's like, No, listen you're going to like it. I'm like, oh, you're going to like it. Oh. So, um, so I was nervous, really. I was very nervous when I started role-playing. And uh, the mm. first, my first experience role-playing was with, was with Katie and uh, some other really popular role-players like, like uh, Milton, Milton, you know, Milton Pike and uh, Classy Pax, Venalis and, uh, and uh, uh, PMS Proxy and like all these like really popular role-players in this ARC server. And, and me, and I had like no idea what I was doing. I was terrified. I only played for like an hour. I was so scared. It was the most terrifying experience of my entire life. And it was because I had no idea what was going on. And so I, I took a step back. <laughs> I took a step back and I was like, okay, I, I need to figure out what I'm doing, how to do this. And I told Katie and I was like, Katie, I'm, I'm terrified. She's like, okay, listen, it's going to be really easy. All you got to do is go into Grand Theft Auto and pretend that you run a store. You've been to a store before. I'm like, yeah, of course. She's like, okay, well, you've been to a store and you know how that works. So it's just like going to 7-Eleven or like any kind of grocery store, you know, like a corner mm-hmm. store. Everybody's done it. You know how the interaction works. You go, you, you buy a thing, you pay for it, and you leave. It's the interaction's already set in stone. It's the easiest thing. Just go pretend that you run a store and do store RP for a little bit and figure it out. And I did. And so I created this character 
um, who <laughs> ran a fake store in Grand Theft Auto. And, um, and my first interaction was horrifying. I was so scared. I like barely knew what, how to talk or what to say. But the next one got a little bit easier. And by the fifth or sixth interaction, I was like, I was perfectly fine and, and comfortable with it. So I started, to, I started to do things like, would you like to buy some secondhand produce? How about some, how about some, some pickled vodka? Would you like glitter or no glitter? <laughs> And uh, and he just started to get really creative with it, and then now uh, you know it's just taken off, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm really really lucky that I got bullied into it by Katie. So I will <laughs> I will say like whenever I I dip in and, and watch your streams, I'm always amazed at the level of like production value and and how oh. you get into character. Um, and I know that yeah. even sometimes like you'll you'll wear costumes and stuff like that too, <laughs> and. I know that also extends outside of the nicotine stream. If I'm not mistaken, you have a uh, uh, another another group, Fable Scraps. What's, That's right. What's, tell tell, yeah, tell so, me about Fable Scraps. I mean, so, I already know, but tell everybody about. Fable Scraps. <laughs> I um. It, so as far as like Grand Theft Auto role play goes, it's a lot of fun, but there's it still retains this like game mechanicy side to it, right? In Grand Theft Auto, you still have to actually play the game to role play. But in tabletop roleplay, that's not the case. It's literally just roleplay with like some rules attached to it. So, um, so I, I really started to get into tabletop roleplay this year, earlier this year. And so uh, now there's a new channel that I founded called Fable Scraps, and it's entirely uh, really high quality TTRPG content. And um, our, we have two shows running right now: uh, Star Trek Loveless. It's like a Star Trek uh, tabletop show. Uh, it's really fun. There's a whole crew of the USS Loveless who go around. You know, doing it's basically like a procedural start, like a Star Trek show, and um, and I am I have I I've been I wrote the last episode. I'm gonna write the next one, and and it's all very. I've been dying to tell a Star Trek like story for years, and I finally get the opportunity. I DM that show, and then on Fridays we do um a Warhammer 40k show, uh called Doom Lore, uh just DM'd by Ollie Allerant. Um, that's another really fun show. It's it's much darker in tone, but it's uh but it's very very fun. Big cast. Uh, Lucid Fox and a bunch of other really cool streamers and role players are in it. It's very, very cool. Um, Mia actually helped with some graphics for uh, Loveless, which was very awesome of you. They're oh. beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, Table Scraps is great. If you guys really like tabletop uh, content, I encourage you to go check it out. Um, there's a Discord server too for talking TTRPG stuff. I'm a big nerd about it. So if you have any ideas or like cool things you want to talk about TTRPG stuff, hit me up on Fable Scraps. I'm super down to talk. Awesome. Um, yeah. When you're not RPing, uh, mm -hmm. what other games do you play, either in real life or on stream? Or um, so I, because the schedule is so demanding for the stream stuff, um, I, um, I, I, I find that I don't necessarily uh, like play as many like personal games as I as I as I would want to. Now I have like a contract with Twitch, and so I, you know, I, I, I it takes a lot of my time. But, um, but when I'm when I'm not doing like stream stuff very occasionally i'll load up um i'll load up what i like to call nerdy buildy games like city skylines or 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 ksp or something and just do like you know just have like an afternoon where i just do like nerdy buildy games it's super super fun mm. Yeah. Mm. and that then vr chat obviously i do a lot of vr stuff offline <laughs> yeah i know you uh told us about transmission gaming earlier and how that yeah. got set up and stuff Absolutely. um 
I'm I'm also a member of Transmission Gaming, just so just so above board. I know you do a lot of uh, work with uh, charities and events and That's stuff right. like that. Um, how does that usually go down? Like, what what have what have you been doing recently? Um, well, so uh, Transmission Gaming is a is a um, it's a huge organization just designed to have trans people you know get together and meet each other basically to find people to play games with ostensibly. And so there's now a component of Transmission Gaming called the Transmission Gaming Twitch team, um, which is People who I, I want it basically to function as like a, as like a replacement for the trans tag, you know. Essentially, mm. so if we're not getting a trans tag, we might as well have some way of finding trans people on Twitch. And so, to that end, I've you know, there's a Twitch team for transmission gaming, um, just teams slash transmission, and uh, trans streamers can join the Discord server and um, just let us know what their you know Twitch handle is, and we'll put them on the, tra the transmission gaming Twitch team list. So. Um, so one of the big things that Transmission Gaming's Twitch team has done is um, raise a lot of money for charity. I, I don't have an exact count right now, but last month, uh, collectively, we raised, like, uh, I want to say, like, almost $19,000 mm. for, uh, for a trans lifeline. Um, it was absolutely wonderful to see, like, mm. you know, Transmission Gaming, this, this, uh, just this group of trans people coming together and helping raise so much money for charity. It was incredible. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that, that, thank you, by the way, Mia, for all your involvement. <laughs> Help where I can. Help where I can. Always glad to. Um, it's, it is fantastic to see Twitch uh, working more closely with diverse content creators such as yourself. Absolutely. Um, what's it like to be one of the faces of Twitch? Uh, well, as a Twitch ambassador, um, mm -hmm. I think the biggest benefit... Um, there's like a Twitch ambassador uh, program that they've instituted... Um, so I'm one of the official Twitch ambassadors, and I think the biggest uh, the biggest thing for me is that uh, I finally have uh, diplomatic immunity and a license <laughs> to kill. And so um, I've been wanting this since I was a little kid. Obviously, ever since having seen James Bond, and yeah. so mm -hmm. uh, I'm just honestly really thrilled that Twitch has given me the opportunity and the license to kill, which has been wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this question, which is always a, a really weird question to ask. And I always hate getting this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, what does the future hold for the nicotine stream? <sighs> oh, that's a great question. I, um, I'm in a place right now where I genuinely love what I'm doing. Like, mm. I love role play. I love Grand Theft Auto role play. I love how, um, how different it is all the time how my my tiny little attention span is constantly stimulated by all of these like incredible things that are happening in Grand Theft Auto on uh, Grand Theft Auto uh, Twitch you know um, uh, role playing servers uh, mm -hmm. Twitch RP mm -hmm. the one I play on I'm just I'm like I'm constantly uh, enthralled by it and so I, right now I think the future is like a lot more Grand Theft Auto role play uh, but I am I am looking towards uh, tabletop role play as well as like a really cool avenue. Mm. or outlet for that kind of you know that kind of creativity because i really enjoy that aspect of things too just being the, the freedom involved you know to, to really just do whatever you want as far as role play goes without game mechanics getting in the way like, yeah. awesome um we like to finish off our interviews with a little bit of quick fire uh rapid it's answer. a new thing it's a new new reoccurring thing i say we always i'm trying to cover the fact we forgot to do it last week um <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time last week it was all over the place it's not it's, yeah anyway quick so fire the new segment that we've never done before but it yeah. is something that we really want to do every time the new so, recurring segment that we the totally new recurring segment that we definitely did last week and don't ask any questions quick fire questions i'm yeah. in let's do it I'm uh well okay well what, what's been your favorite game this year go uh, uh, VR chat. VR chat. Ooh, uh, what was the one game you remember most from your childhood? 
Spyro the Dragon. Uh, who's your favorite video game character? Uh, Shodan. <laughs> uh, what game do you most want a sequel to? Oh, um, uh, uh, oh god, oh god, oh god, System Shock 2. <laughs> Who would be the one person you would love to get on your stream as a guest? Um, Patton Oswald. <laughs> Uh, and what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Oh, um, I mean, cyber, 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 cyberpunk. I'd really like oh. to play cyber someday. If it so, ever comes years, out. Years yeah. from now, when I'm, when I'm old and oh, wizened, <laughs> I'd love to finally see the, the release of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> cool. I think the irony will be it'll actually be 2077 when it gets released. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you survived that grilling quite easily. I'm, I'm proud of you there. For that. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. Stood mm-hmm. up to our, our probing ways. Uh, Nicotine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so um, much for having me. I appreciate it. This has been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find your content and information about what's coming up and, and other shout outs that you wish to give? Absolutely. Um, so uh, my name is Nicotine, N I K A T I N E. You can find me uh, every day, basically, at my Twitch stream. That's twitch.tv slash nicotine. And uh, I'm Nicotine Prime on Twitter, where I give discussions and, and news and updates about the stream. Uh, be sure to follow the Twitch stream, hit up the uh, Twitter, and uh, head over to Patreon if you want your name on a credits list that happens on my stream all the time when I, when I f*** things up. <laughs> Heck <laughs> go yeah. to the credits screen and get your name on there. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely go and check Nicotine out. She's absolutely you. fantastic. It's been so good to have her here as well. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the show today. And I want to say thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Yeah, that's two weeks' time. Uh, In the meantime, though, don't forget you can keep uh, reading Gaming Magazine by heading over to uh, GamingMag.com. You can also check out the Discord, and hopefully uh, by next week we'll actually have a a dedicated Q&A question so you can throw your questions at the the next guest that's going to be on the show, which uh, in two weeks' time, will be Ben Little Legs TV. So make sure you're there for that. That'll be here at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. Uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Meabytes. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. And uh, I guess we'll see you soon. Bye all for now. Bye. Bye.